Alright, one second. There are people yelling in the park. Let me see what the commotion is about. I'm not sure. I can't tell. Sometimes I wish we had the uh, upstairs apartment. That way I could see, have a better view of the park and I can see all the Michigas that's going on over there. Because from my vantage point, I can only stare out the window, but I, I don't... There's lots of uh, trees and stuff, so it's usually hard to tell exactly who's making a lot of noise and, uh, you know, so... I can just kind of look from the sidelines and report back to you um, because it's important that you should know. Friends, welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Yibay's Daf 12 of Masech Yavamis. Friends, uh, I didn't take any Advil before. Uh, I didn't take any Advil the entire day, actually. But uh, hopefully, hopefully I'll be all right. Anyways, we're learning Yavamis. Uh, gosh. Friends, here we go. About uh, almost like I don't know, probably like twenty lines into the page. Umr of Lely Barmamel. Friends, you got it? We kind of we, we got a little bit far into the into the Umud yesterday, which I guess is good. It means less to do, but uh it, Packs a punch, packs a punch. Omer Levi Barmamu. You got it? Good. It says of Levi Barmamu. Omer Marukva Mershmuel, the name of Marukva, the name of Shmuel. Tsaris Mimaenes Asura. Whew. Shnikes. What in the world does this mean? Alright, friends, you ready? Here we go. Here come Ruvain, Shimon, Sare, Rivke. I don't know if they are friends or enemies or nemesis. I don't know. How, how, how do you feel about Ruvain and Shimon these days, friends? What about Sare and Rivke? Let's go weiter. So, you got Ruvain. Ruvain has got two co-wives. Sare and Rivke. Rivke is a katana. Rivka is, uh, she's a minor. Okay. Reuven goes to Wellwood. Reuven dies. So now, um, Sara and Rivka now uh, have to do, uh, you know, have a Zika now with Reuven's brother Shimon. Okay. Um, Rivka, who's a katana, who's a minor, she then says, heck no. I had enough. I'm freaking 10 years old. I'm already a widow. And marrying my husband's brother, dude, I'm out of here. And she's a minor. And she just like, you know, she's, she's, she's a minor who's married their Abana. The assumption is her father is dead. That, that's Poshup shot. And uh, anyway, she says, I'm out of here. She doesn't need to get, she doesn't need nothing. She's out of here. Sorry, who's her co-wife, um, we're saying that she's a surah. Got the matzav? So, Omer of Leili Barmamul, starting from the beginning. It says, of Leili Barmamul, Omer Meukva, Omer Shmuel. Tsaris Memeenes. So, Sare, who is the co-wife of Rifke, who was a minor, and says, heck no, I will not marry Shimon. Asura, so we're saying that Sare, the co-wife, is Asura, Laman, who's she, who's she forbidden to? Irem Achim. For saying to the brothers, 
that there isn't just Reuven and Shimon, there's also Levi and Yehuda and friends. They're all brothers. So if we're going to say that it means that Sarah, the co-wife, is Asura to Shimon and Levi, uh, to, uh, I'm sorry, to Levi and Yehuda, etc., and, and co, and other brothers, Hashta Higufa Sharia, one second, that wouldn't make sense, because Sarah, the minor herself, would be permitted to Levi and Yehuda and friends, the other brothers. Dharma Shmuel Shmuel says, Me'ana Baze, Muteriz Baze, that if Rivke refuses Shimon, she's nonetheless permitted to Levi and friends. So Tzara So if Rivka, the Mima Enes herself, the refuser herself, is permitted to Levi and Yehuda and friends, so then Mimele certainly, uh, Sarah, the co-wife, would be permitted to Levi and friends. So then how do we understand that Tzara's uh, Mima Enes is Asura? to Shimon. So, okay, so uh, starting from the beginning. Ruvain had two wives, Sarah and Rivke. Rivke is a minor, is a katana. Uh, Ruvain goes to Wellwood. And then um, uh, uh, Sarah and Rivke now have Ezekiel with Ruvain's brother Shimon. Um, Sarah is a minor. Sarah says, heck no, I'm out of here. Whoa, no, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Rivka is a minor. Rivka says, Rivka the minor says, heck no, I'm out of here. And we're saying that her co-wife Sarah now is also to Shimon. She doesn't do Yibum or anything with Shimon. Because Rivka says, I'm out of here. Rivka the minor says, I'm out of here. So Sarah is a surah to Shimon. That's what we want to say. But then frek the Gemara. But then frek the Gemara. But how come we say? How come we say that Rivke? Right, we just said a minute ago that Rivke, who refuses Shimon, is nonetheless right. Rivke the minor, who who refuses Shimon, is nonetheless permitted to Levi and friends. Well, because she didn't do anything to indicate uh, you know she didn't do anything to them right meaning Shimon she refused she didn't do anything to Levi and Yehuda and friends so therefore she's permitted to them well Sarah Nami but Sarah the co-wife also she didn't do anything to Shimon so why is she forbidden to Shimon so oh oh Oh, oh, friends, what's it? What, what does that mean? Well, it's very similar to to Tsaras Mimenes. It's just Tsaras Bito Mimenes. Who can guess what it means? It means starting over. Ruvain has two wives. Right, so far the same thing. Ruvain has two wives. Sarah and Rivka. Rivka's a minor. Givaldi. Ruvain goes to Wellwood. Ruvain dies. So now, Sarah and Rivka have a Zika. Sarah and Rivka the Katana have a Zika with Shimon. Here's the thing, friends. Rivka the Katana is Shimon's daughter. Maybe you're wondering, but if Shimon's still alive, then how could it be Mayun? Then wouldn't it be 
marriage Doraisa because the father is allowed to marry off his daughter who's a Katana Midoraisa. So they say maybe he's talking about where he already married her off to somebody else and then they got divorced and she's like a Yesomachaya, whatever it is. Forget about the details over here. The fact of the matter, it just, yes, it's possible for um, uh, Rifke, the Katana, to be able to do Meun even if her father Shimon is alive, okay? So just assume that. So, starting over. Ruvain is married to Sarah and Rivke, the Ketana. Ruvain gestorben, he dies. Now, Sarah and Rivke, the Ketana, now have Azika with Shimon. The thing is that Shimon is, Sar- is Rivke, the Ketana's father. So, we're saying in that case, if Rivka, so Rivka says, I'm out of here. I'm not marrying my father. And she, she says, I'm out. And in that case, um, sorry, did something just happen? Ooh, did I get a, some kind of text message? I don't get, excuse me. Well, that was good. Anyways, so in this case, Rivka says, I'm out of here. I ain't marrying my dad. And then she refuses her dad. Hopefully he's not insulted. And we're saying that now the co-wife, Sare, is forbidden to Shimon as well. Okay, fine. So, So we say that even in a situation where Rivka is not the daughter of Shimon, still Sare is forbidden to Shimon out of concern of the case where Rivka is the daughter of Shimon. Okay, what do you want me to tell you? But one second. But who says that that's a problem? Meaning even in the case where Rivke the Ketana is Shimon's daughter, but even in that case, and then she says, I'm out of here. Who says that Sare would be Asura to Shimon? We learn in our Mishnah that all of the 15 cases imesu omeyanu on his garshut, so same mutaros. Then all fifteen cases in the Mishnah, if um, the erva died, or if they the erva refused, or if the er, or if they got divorced, or if the erva got divorced, then the tsars are 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 mutar. They're able to do yibum. Demein abiman. And so when we're talking about meun, about refusing this katana who refuses, who's she refusing? Is she refusing? Ruven, is she refusing Shimon? So if we're saying that it's talking about where Rivke, even when Ruven is still alive, she says, I'm out. And then we're saying that Sarah, the co-wife, is permitted to Shimon. But Hanu Grusha, that's for all intents and purposes, the same thing as uh, if, if, if uh, Rivke would have gotten divorced. So rather, it's talking about, let's assume that it's talking about the Yavam. It's talking about Shimon. It means that when Ruvain was married to Sarah and Rivka the Ketana, Ruvain dies, and then Rivka then refuses Shimon. So we're saying in that case, then Sarah, the co-wife, the Mishnah seems to be saying would be permitted. So why are we saying that she's also? 
So the Gemara says, Lo le'olam b'ba'al. Really, it is talking about the husband. It is talking about where Rivka, the minor, refuses Reuven. It says, I'm out. So then wouldn't that be the same thing as Nizgarsha, as getting divorced? So v'treigav negevishin. And we're saying that, well, there's two kinds of, of divorce. There's mamish divorce and there's mayun. It's listing different cases that are, that are different from each other. Um, it's listing different cases that, right, that are different from each other. But, um, the, Rivke, the Ketana, um, uh, doing mayun and refusing, um, is, she's refusing Ruvain. Um, and in that case, when, Rivka the Ketana is, is, Reuven is still alive and she says, I'm out. So in that case, if Reuven dies without children, then Sarah, the co-wife, would be permitted to Shimon. But if um, Sarah, the co-wife, no, if um, Rivka the minor were to refuse Shimon, so then Sarah, the co-wife, would be Osir. So therefore, in that case, when there was uh, the uh, Erva, right? The Rivka, the minor, was Shimon's daughter. So then, if she refuses um, Shimon, Sarah, the co-wife, would still be Asura. Okay, fine. Frakti Gemara. Kimeyano biyovam. Wait, I, I skipped one second. Fine. In fact, the Gemara, but one second. How come we're saying that when Rivka the minor refuses Ruvain, so then Sarah the co-wife is permitted to Shimon? That Kilu, even if Rivka the Ketana was Shimon's daughter, right? And then uh, she refused Ruvain. So then we say that Sarah the co-wife would be permitted to Shimon. Well, because when she refuses Ruvain, she's uprooting the marriage. And then she's uprooting whatever, when, when Rivka the minor refuses Ruvain, she's uprooting whatever relationship there was. And it's over. It's done. It's nullified. And therefore when Ruvain dies, Sarah the co-wife as a zika to Shimon. Kimeno biyavam nami. But shouldn't we say the same thing? That when Rivka the Ketana refuses Shimon, nami nisun kamoi ka'akra, isn't she basically saying, I'm out and, and, and dissolving even the first relationship to Ruvain? She's dissolving the whole thing. So, and for the Gemara, Mishum Detani Rami Bar Yecheskel. Well, because we're concerned about, we're, we're taking into account what Rami Bar Yecheskel taught, which is, the Tani Rami Bar Yecheskel, man of Ibal, that if Rivka the minor refuses, um, um, Ruvain, so then, Muteres Le'aviv, she's permitted to her father, to his father. So, um, let's say you have uh, Rivka the minor is married to Ruvain. She says, Ruvain, I'm out of here. She's a katana and she says, I'm out. So she would still be allowed to marry Ruvain's father, Yaakov. It wouldn't be like as if Yaakov is marrying his daughter-in-law. No, if she refuses uh, Ruvain, so then 
she's nonetheless allowed to marry Yaakov, all right? Biyavam, but if she um, refuse, but if Ruvain dies, and then um, now she has a zika to Shimon, and then she says to Shimon, "I'm out of here." Asurila Aviv, she's not allowed to marry Yaakov. Alma, from here we see Mishas Nefila Nires Kichaloso that once Ruvain dies, and then she kind of you know moves on, so to speak. I don't know now. Now, like you know, she's I don't know, I guess moves on in a sense to like Shimon, Kilu, it like it almost like legitimizes the marriage to Ruvain to the, you know, that Ruvain's now dead and she's now has a Zika to Shimon. It kind of like, you know, makes makes the first relationship official. And therefore, once Ruvain dies and she has a Zika to Shimon, she can no longer um, uh, uh, marry Yaakov even if she um, refuses Shimon. Because when Ruvain dies and she kind of moves on to Shimon, so then that 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 creates like a, a you know as though there was like a proper relationship there with Ruvain. So Hachanami Mishas Nefila Neris Kitzaras Bito. So here also, when it comes so so when it comes to Rivka the minor who's Shimon's daughter, also even if she refuses um, Shimon, it's not exactly like she uproots the relationship that she had with Ruvain which would then make Sarah permitted to Shimon. No, once Ruvain dies and Shimon's daughter, Rifke, the minor, now is a zika to him, so then even if she refuses, um, the fact that Ruvain died and she kind of moved on, moved over to Shimon, that kind of gives an air of legitimacy to the first marriage and right, to, 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 to Ruvain. It's not like it's completely uprooted and therefore it's like, um, and therefore, uh, Rivka the minor is the co-wife of Sarah, and there's this relationship with Shimon, which is not allowed because it's his daughter, it's an erva, and therefore, um, um, Rif, uh, Sarah, the co-wife, is a surah. She would not do um, yibum with um, uh, Shimon, even though Rivka the minor um, uh, did meun. She refused. Um, Shimon, her father. And therefore, out of concern for that case, when Rivka the minor is the daughter of Shimon, we say that even in a regular case where um, Rivka is not the daughter of Shimon, of Shimon uh, nonetheless, if Rivka the minor um, refuses Shimon, uh, Sarah, her co-wife, would be a surah to him nonetheless. Now, moving on in the Gemara Amr of Asi, it says Ravasi, Saras Ilonis Asura. Shnemavari Bukhar Shatelit Pradla Ilonis. Shene Yoledas. Ookie dookie, friends. What's this talking about? Ruven. Remember him? Ruven. Ookie, Ruven. He's got two co wives. Um, Sara and Rivka. Okay. Rivka is in Ilonis, which means that she, um, I don't know, what's the word? Biologically? Yeah, I guess biologically maybe makes sense. She, she, she never matures and therefore she's, she, she's not capable, um, of, of having children. Um, so, Ruve now dies. 
Sara and Rivke now have Zika with Shimon. And the thing is that uh, Rivke is an Ilonis. Now, back in the Gemara, from the beginning, Amr Ravasi, so says Ravasi Tsaris Ilonis, Sara, who's the co wife of Rivke, who is an Ilonis, she's incapable of having children. Asura. So, um, Sara is Asura. She's not allowed to do Yibum with Shimon. Shinemar, as the Pazuk says, that it will be, you know, I mean, the whole point of Yibum is that, um, Ruvain died without any children. So, by his wife marrying Shimon, his name will sort of continue. To the exclusion of an Ilonis who is not able, capable of having children. So therefore, if Rivka is incapable of, of, of having children, and therefore, um, and therefore, I mean, there's, there's no point of Rivka doing Yibum because she's not able to have children. And therefore, you know, sort of the, the goal here, which is, for them to have children so that Ruven's name will continue is, is, is impossible to be achieved. And therefore, Rivka is essentially not Shaykh to Yibum, which makes her what? Ruven's, bro- uh, Shimon's brother, Ruven's wife, Ashes Ach, which is an erva. Right, meaning if, if there's no possibility for Rivka to be able to do Yibum, so then Rivka is simply Ashes Ah, which is an erva. Now, if Rivka is an erva of Shimon, so what does that make? Sara. Sara Serva, the co-wife of an erva. And that is why she is Asura. That's why she's not allowed to do Yibum with Shimon. Okay, so again, so Amravasis is Avasit Sara Silonis, the co-wife of an Ilonis, Asura. He's not allowed to do Yibum. Shinemar, as the puzzle says, that the whole point of Yibum is that so that then there will be a child born um, and that will sort of continue the name of Reuven to the exclusion of an Ilonis who's, who's, who's unable to have children. Uh, who doesn't have children. And therefore, if uh, she's unable to have children, said Yibum is not Shaykh, in which case she's simply Aishas um, Och, uh, which makes her an Erva. And if she's an Erva, so then her co-wife Sara is us is Asura as well to Shimon. Masiv Rivsheshis. Friends, Rivsheshis has a question asked the question. You ready for the question? I'm ready. Shlosha Achin Nisuin Shalosh Noshim Nachrios. Vames Echod Mem the Osobashani Mimer Vames Hari Edu Cholzos Vlomisyabmos. Okay, one second. We, 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 we should, we should go through this slowly. Okay, um, friends, who could tell me what mimer is? Who could tell me what mimer is? Who could tell me what mimer is? Mimer is that, um, so how does Yibum work? What's sort of the simple, you know, simple's relative, but, but what's the simple case of Yibum? Ruvain's married to Sarah. Ruvain dies. They don't have any children. So Shimon uh, does Yibum with Sarah. What does it mean that Shimon does Yibum with Sarah? He sleeps with her. And so, that's what Yibum is. But, 
the rabbis uh, didn't feel comfortable with that. That uh, you know, is very sort of sort of explicit, right? You know, Ruvain's dead. Shimon sleeps with his sister-in-law. We wanted to make it a little bit more uh, a deen, a little bit more sensitive. So what do they do? So they treat it as if it's like a kiddushin kind of thing. You know, he, he's mikadesher with money or with a document. And that's kind of how midor abonon, that relationship is created. And then yes, ultimately midor araisa when they, when, when they sleep with each other. So then, so then, so then now it's official. But, uh, the rabbis sort of, at least on the, on, on a midor abonon level, they say, look, you know, sort of make the connection first with, uh, either money or with a document. Fine. That's what mimer is. But it's only midor abonon. It's not midor araisa. So now, you have Reuven, Shimon and Levi. They are brothers. Reuven is married to Sarah. Shimon's married to Rivka. Levi's married to Rachel. Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, not sisters or anything like that. They're not related. They're just uh, sister-in-laws, right? Reuven's married to Sarah. Shimon's married to Rivka. Levi's married to Rachel. Now, Reuven dies. I'm sorry. But he does. At least in this example. Now, what of course happens? So now Sarah needs to do Yibum or Chalitza with either Shimon or with Levi or with any of the other brothers if there are. But anyways, fine. Shimon steps up to the plate and he gives Sarah money or a document. He does Mimer. So on a Dirabonon level, Shimon and Sarah now have like something going on. That, you know, he gave her money or he gave her a document. He did mimer. So there's something going on. On a Dirabonon level, there's nothing going on. Because until they have Bia, until they sleep with each other, they're, they're yibum, there's no Yibum yet. Shimon dies. Now Shimon's dead. So now what happens? Well... Levi, now, so on a Dilraisa level, Shimon ne- had no relationship with Sarah. So on a Dilraisa level, it's as if Ruvain died, Shimon died. They each had wives. He, you know, we, we want to continue Ruvain's name. We want to continue Shimon's name. So he can do Yibum with both Sarah and Rivka. But on a Dilraban level, Shimon you know, kind of was married on, and, and to some extent to Sarah as well, which means that, you know, the Zika with Sarah is coming from both Ruvain, because, you know, Shimon never actually did even with Sarah, but also kind of from Shimon as well, because Shimon did Mimer with uh, Sarah. So, friends, that's the case. So Masiv Rav Sheshis. So Rav Sheshis asks the Kasha. Shlosha Achin. You have three brothers: Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. Nisuin Shalosh Nashim Nachrios, and they're married to three sort of random women: Sarah, Rivka, and Rachel. Vameisachot Meim. Reuven dies. Vaasa Basheni Maimer. Shimon then does Maimer with Reuven's widow Sarah. He gives her money. He gives her a star. Vameis, and then Shimon dies. And we say in this case, both uh, Sarah and Rivka should do Chalitza with Levi. Don't do Yibum. 
because there was this kind of midirabanon relationship between Shimon and 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 Sare. And Shinemar's apostle says, If one of them dies, um, so then her Yavam will uh, you know, be with her, and then there will be Yibum. This applies to somebody who has the Zika of one Yavam, not of two. Now, in this case, you know, this Zika is really kind of coming from Ruvain. And Shimon, because you know Shimon uh, did mimer with her, and therefore um, we say Levi just just do chalitza with Sarah and Rivka. Now, Bikatani alone, we taught about it. Um, Rav Yosef says of Yosef, Zo he Saras Aishes Och Meov She Isser Nefira Golam Goram La. That this is the Saras Aishes Och. This is, I guess, uh, Rivka is the co-wife of the wife of your brother, i.e. the co-wife of Sarah. Iser, right, Me'av from the same father, right, that Reuben and Shimon are from the same father. Iser nefila garam la. That the fact that Sarah uh, sort of now became Shaykh Tibun with Shimon, that's what kind of caused both of them to get Chalitza. Shalom. That we don't see anywhere in the Torah, Mida or that they would both need Chalitza, Mida or Levi could do Yibum with both Sarah and Rivka. But because of the, the because of the, uh, the Rabbanon, that he did Mimer, so therefore we say just, you know, do, do, Levi should do Chalitza both with Sarah and with Rivka. Now we say that this is the case where they do chalitza and they don't do yibum, lav lemute tzaras ailon is the sharia. Is it not coming to exclude the co-wife of an ailonis that she would be allowed to do yibum? Lo, no, lemute tzaras ailon is the asira. No, it's saying that the tzara, that the co-wife of an ailonis is davka oser, umai zohi. So it doesn't mean that this is. Zohi the isun ifila garim la tzaras aboya chalitza. This is the situation where Sarah, uh, Rivka's uh, co-wife Sarah needs to at least do Chalitza, whereas Ailonis afidu Chalitza lo baya. Whereas by an Ailonis, the co-wife doesn't even need to do Chalitza. My time I'll come hadaraisa adarabonon because um, Ailonis is midoraisa, right? As the pasuk said, hashetelet prad Ailonis midoraisa. And Ilonis is not Shaykh Tibum, and therefore she's an erva, and therefore her co-wife is, is, is the co-wife of an erva, and therefore it, the, the, there's no Shaykhis to Yibum whatsoever, and therefore you don't even need Chalitza. Whereas by the situation of Shimon doing Mimer with, uh, Sare, so that's Midir Abanum. Because it's Midir Abanum, we want to at least, right, we say at least that Levi should do Chalitza with both Sare and with Rivka. Tanan, we learn in our Mishnah, Vichulan, that all of these cases, all the 15 cases in our Mishnah, if the uh, erva died or the erva refused, or they got divorced, or they turned out to be an Ilonis, their co-wives are permitted. Huh. One second. We just said, Ravasi just said, that the co-wife of an Ilonis is Asura. 
Our Mishnah is saying that if it turns out that the erva is nylonis, the tsari is taka permitted. So we said, <laughs> it seems that nylonis, the, the, the co-wife of nylonis is taka permitted. Lokasha, it's no problem. Kanchi hikirba, kanchi lo hikirba. It depends. If he already uh, uh, um, knew in advance, right? Ruvain already knew that Rivka was an Ilonis and he nonetheless married her. So in that case, yeah, he knew that, uh, you know, that she was an Ilonis and married her anyways and she's his wife and uh, she's not able to do Yibum, so it's just Aisha Sach and, 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 and Sarah is now the co-wife of, of, of an Erva, so there's no um, so then, Sensari is Asura. But our, the Mishnah is talking about where he did not, Reuven did not know that Rivka was an Ilonis, and therefore was a Mekachto, so it wasn't actually a, a proper marriage, and that's why the, the Mishnah says that Sari would be permitted if it turns out that Rivka is an Ilonis. Okay? They Kanami, you can also infer from our Mishnah that it's talking about where it turns out after the fact that she's an Ilonis. It says, It says, right, if it turned out that uh, Rivka was Nylonis, so in that case, then Sarah would be permitted. But if Reuven already knew in advance that, that Rivka was Nylonis, so then um, she would simply be an erva to, to Shimon, and then uh, uh, Sarah would be Asura. Amarava says, Rava, Hilchasad Allah is Saras Ilonis. When it comes to the co wife of an Ilonis, Muteris, the co-wife is permitted va'afilu hikiba even if um, he knew that uh, that Rivka was an Ilonis. Va'afilu tsaras bito Ilonis. And even in the situation where we're talking about the uh, that that Rivka is the daughter of Shimon. Right? So now if simply... Um, Rivka was the daughter of Shimon, of course, as we know from, from, from the Mishnah, that Bito, so then Sarah would be, would be Petura. She wouldn't, she wouldn't have to do Yibam, right? If, if Ruvain's married to Sarah and to Rivka, and then Rivka is Shimon's daughter, Ruvain dies without any children, so of course the Mishnah said that Rivka, who's the daughter of Shimon, is Poteris, um, her co-wife. But we're saying in this case, even if it's the co-wife of his daughter, but she's an Ilonis, so then um, still the co-wife would be um, um, permitted to Shimon. But what about the fact that it says, that it turned out that she's an Ilonis, which implies that if he knew, then she would be, then the co-wife would be Asura. You know, so teach that that they that she was an Ilonis, whether he knew about it or not, Sarah is going to be Petur, the Koif is going to be Petur. When Ravan came from Eretzisol to Bavl, he said the name of Yochanan, Achas Tzaras Mima Enes, Avachas Tzaras Ilonis, Vachas Tzaras Magzer Grushaso, Kula Mutaris. Whether we're talking about the co-wife of a Mima Enes, whether we're talking about a minor refuser, whether we're talking about the co-wife of an Ilonis, whether we're talking about the co-wife of a person who got divorced and then married somebody and then got remarried, all of those cases, the co-wife is permitted. Um, now, th- yesterday we had spent uh, a, a while talking about Magzik um, Rushaso. We couldn't really find a definitive answer. So over here we're saying 
that when it comes to Machzir Grusha, so the co-wife is going to be permitted to do Yibum. Now, Rebbevai Taka teaches before Reb Nachman, that there are three uh, women who are able to, uh, when they sleep with their husbands, um, uh, prevent themselves from getting uh, pregnant by putting some kind of a cloth inside of them to prevent uh, any possibility of, um, of fertilization. These are the examples. Katana, a minor. Muberis, a woman who's pregnant. Umanika, a woman who is nursing. Kitana Shema Tisabe Vishema Tomus. The concern with the Kitana is that if she, well, maybe she'll get pregnant, and maybe if she gets pregnant, she might die. So therefore, she could prevent herself from getting pregnant. Muberis, if a woman is uh, pregnant already, Shema Taisa Ubra Sandal. Alright. Maybe the fetus will become a sandal. The Gemara Nida talks about sandals. Um, so, yeah, the concern is that if she's already pregnant, and then there, the, 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 the assumption is that possibly maybe if she gets pregnant again, then the uh, new baby could like kind of crush the first baby, and then I think maybe they'll like, I don't know. I don't exactly know what will happen, but uh, we want to prevent some kind of a situation like this. So therefore, um, okay, so therefore she could prevent herself from getting pregnant. Minika and also a nursing woman, Shema Tigmal Bonaviomus, that, well, if she gets pregnant, so then, um, then, then she won't be able to produce milk properly and her existing nursing baby, um, potentially die. Now, Vezui Kitana, when we say that a minor would be able to prevent herself from getting pregnant, um, and, right, because if she maybe will get pregnant, then she maybe will die. So we're talking about a girl who is between the age of 11 and a day and 12 and a day. Pachos Mikan, Mikan, but younger than 11 in a day and older than 12 in a day, so then she doesn't um, prevent herself from getting pregnant. Um, I think you know, the, the, the assumption being that she's not going, well, less than 11, she's not going to get pregnant. More than 12, um, it's not dangerous. Whether she's less than 11, whether she's more than 12, whether she's 11 and a half, it makes no difference. Um, she doesn't prevent herself from getting pregnant. And God will have mercy on her. Because it says that the Abishter guards the foolhardy. And therefore God will take care of the people. And therefore she can just be with her husband Normally, and then um, God will take care of her. Okay. Now, friends, you ready for the question? So, from the fact that we say, well, according to a mayor, that he says that she that a katana between eleven and twelve 
is that to be mishameshes b'moch because we want right she can prevent herself from getting pregnant because we want to avoid a situation where maybe she'll get pregnant and then maybe she'll die which means that you know maybe she'll die but maybe she won't die friends you got the kasha the kasha is that our Mishnah said that when it comes to um, these arayos so then what does the Mishnah You are unable to say about your mother-in-law or your mother-in-law's mother or your father-in-law's mother that they became, excuse me, that it turned out that they were an Ilonis because obviously your mother-in-law can't be an Ilonis. She's the mother of your wife. Clearly she's capable of, capable of having children. Also, it's impossible to say about your mother-in-law or your mother-in-law's mother, or your father-in-law's mother, that they're ketanim, that they're minors, and that they would be able to do meyun, right? If it's your mother-in-law, then, then the assumption is that she is not a minor, and therefore she's unable to do meyun. So therefore, but one second, the kasha is, who says? If we're saying that it's possible for a minor to get pregnant and to have a baby and not to die, well, there could be a situation where Ruven is married to Sara. Sara is 11 years old. Uh, Sara gets pregnant, gives, gives birth to Rivka um, while she's still a minor. Shimon then marries this infant Rivka, which means that Shimon's mother-in-law is Sara, who's a minor. And if Ruven now dies, so now you can have a situation where, you know, he's got his mother-in-law here and... Uh, yeah, and she would be able to do mayum, right? So the Mishnah had said that it's, you know, it's impossible to have a situation where your mother-in-law can do mayun because how could she be a katana? But if we're saying that a katana could theoretically have a baby and survive, well, then maybe she'll give birth to, you know, Ruvain's wife and then Shimon, no, to Shimon's wife and then Ruvain dies and then all of a sudden his mother-in-law is involved and she can do mayun. She could say, I'm out of here. She's still a katana. Friends, that's the question. Let's read it again. Implying that it's possible for a katana to be able to get pregnant and to give birth and not to die. Which means that you could have a situation where your mother-in-law is able to refuse you. And we learn in our Mishnah that it's impossible to say Regarding your mother-in-law, your mother-in-law's mother, or your father-in-law's mother, that they turn out to be an Ilonis, obviously, because your mother-in-law, or mother-in-law's mother, or father-in-law's mother, obviously they're capable of having children, because they gave birth to, you know, your wife, or whatever it is. Um, or that they did meyun. However, we just said that, it sounds like it could be possible for your mother-in-law to be able to still be a katana and do meyun. So, Ema Hashem Tomus. Rather, um, I'm sorry. So, Ema Shema Tisabe Vitamus, meaning, don't say Shema Tisabe Vishema Tamus. Don't say maybe she'll get pregnant and maybe she'll die. No, we're saying that she's allowed to prevent herself from getting pregnant so that we avoid a situation where she might get pregnant 
and then certainly die. And therefore, there's no chance of a um, your mother-in-law um, um, doing meun because if she's your mother-in-law, then she must be dead. Meaning, if she was a katana, because she wouldn't survive. To Amr Rab Bar Levi, that says Rab Bar Levi, Gvul Yesh La Kodamazman, that there's a like a, a line in the sand that there's a you know uh, boundaries. Kodamazman Azeh that before. 11 years old, she doesn't get uh, pregnant, call Iker at all. And if it's between 11 and 12, so then she will die and the, the fetus will die. After 12 years old, so then she'll live and the um, fetus will live. Okay, so we want to say that actually if she gets pregnant uh, between 11 and 12, she will definitely die and therefore it's impossible to have your mother-in-law who's a katana and can do mayun because if she's a katana then she would have died during childbirth and it also says that I guess the fetus would die which means that it would also be impossible for her to be your mother-in-law because if she gave birth during that time it would the fetus would be dead as well Ini, is this really true? Rav taught but says Rabbi Bar Shmuel that you cannot say with your mother-in-law or your mother-in-law's mother or your father-in-law's mother that they're an Ilonis, obviously, or that they did meun shekvar yoldu because they already gave birth. Implying that, meaning the fact that her mother-in-law already gave birth, even if she's a katana, still she wouldn't be able to do meun based on the fact that she gave birth. Which sounds like it is possible for a katana to give birth, just that once she gives birth, she would be unable to, she would be unable to do meyun anymore. No, so really it means that a katana between 11 and 12 can prevent herself from getting pregnant to avoid a situation where maybe she'll get pregnant and maybe she'll die, which implies that a katana then theoretically would be able to have a child without dying. But, Kasha hach nu. So then, what do we do about the fact that? But then, maybe your mother-in-law can end up doing meun. So Amr of Safra says of Safra bonim areim kesimonim that having children is basically like simonim. Simonim are like two pubic hairs, right? I mean that that that, that they prove that you no longer a katana. Now, if you had a baby, that is a bigger proof than two pubic hairs that you're no longer a katana, that you are a gedola. Um, that those who say that um, if, uh, if a girl gives birth then that's even better than having two pubic hairs certainly she's a gedola um, what's the difference if we say that it's the same as the simanim or if it's better than the simanim but uh, that even according to Buda who says that two pubic hairs is not enough you have to have a lot of pubic hairs even according so if we say that that um, that uh, giving birth is even better than two pubic hairs. So then, even according to Rabbi Yehuda, giving birth is like the real deal, and um, she would no longer be considered a ketana. Okay, fine. And and therefore, it would be impossible to have a situation where you have your mother-in-law who's a ketana and doing meun because Mimele, if she gave birth, she's already a gedola. Rav Zvid Amr says, Rav Zvid, ain't bonim, below simonim. You're not able to have children with, unless, unless, unless you have, um, two pubic hairs, that's a fact. Vinivdok, but why don't we just check? 
Chashin and Shem Anoshu. Well, but even if we check, maybe they fell out. Hanich Lamadam and Choshishin. Lamadam and Choshishin, Michael and Mamer. So that makes sense if you're the opinion who says we have to, that we actually do have to be concerned that the pubic hairs fell out. But what if you're the opinion who says we don't have to be concerned? So why don't we just check if there are pubic hairs? So, but even according to Mandamu who says that in general we don't have to be, we're not, you know, concerned that well maybe the pubic hairs fell out. But in this case, because of the sort of intensity of childbirth, maybe the hairs did actually fall out. And therefore, uh, we can just rely upon the fact that um, if she gave birth, she has a simonim and she's a gadola and uh, that's that. We don't have to be concerned about a situation where your mother-in-law is a katana and she can uh, do meun still. No, once she has birth, it gives birth, she's already considered a gadola. She can no longer do meun. Friends, that was the Afyud Beis of Mesechta Yevomis. So we had a few different sugis over here. We first started off uh, with the concept of Tsaris um, Mima Enes. That if you have Rivka, the katana, and she then refuses Shimon, so we say that even Sarah, the co-wife, is also a surah out of concern for her. Well, if Rivka is also Shimon's daughter, so then Sarah uh, would be a surah. So then also, even if uh, Rivka is not Shimon's daughter, Sarah is a surah. We talk about the Tsaris Ilonis. The Ravasi says that if you have um, a, you know, if, if Rivka is un, unable to have, uh, physically unable to have children, so then She's basically just an erva. She's the sister of, uh, of, of Shimon's brother and the, the, the wife of Shimon's brother. And she's just an erva, which makes her co-wife Sarah Aisha's erva. And therefore, Ravashi, Ravasi says that, um, Sarah, the co-wife would be also to do Yibum. Um, ultimately, Rava said at the end that no, when it comes to Nylonis, the wife is allowed to do Yibum. She's from Terrace. Uh, so Sarah would be allowed to do Yibum. Then we talked to, we asked the question, that we seem to be concerned that a minor is able to give birth. And if a minor can give birth, then we can have a situation where your mother-in-law can actually do mayun as a minor. To which we ultimately said, look, if she's giving birth, she's no longer a minor. She's a major. She's a gadola. And therefore, that is why we don't have to be concerned about mayun um, with your mother-in-law. Because Mimela, she had children, then she's no longer a katana. She can't do men anymore. Friends, that's the Fyud Beis of Mestech Yivamas. Hope you enjoyed. Peace out.